You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. Welcome to church this morning. Good to see you. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You know, what makes it a house is not the building. What makes it a house is us. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So how many people have been really dealing with giants? Giants. Giants are good for breakfast. Don't to someone say, giants are good for breakfast. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You are not supposed to be eaten by the giants. You are supposed to eat them. Come on. Yeah. So, I want you to know that God has equipped you. And he's equipping you. He has empowered you. And he's empowering you to face any kind of giant. Wherever they are, whatever they're coming from, whatever they look like, whatever they sound like, it doesn't matter. Turn to someone, the size of the giant is immaterial. Hallelujah. Because the greater one is in you, isn't it? There's no giant bigger than the greater one. So, yeah. So we're dealing with destiny giants today. Destiny giants. Father, we thank you. I receive grace this morning. Lord, my God, I thank you. Because no giant can stand your presence. There's no power that can withstand you. And Lord, right now, I ask for utterance. I receive grace. Lord, my God, thank you. Anoint these lips of clay. Speak through those lips. Demolish whatever needs to be demolished. Let my tongue become a threshing instrument this morning. In the name of Jesus. Let whatever needs to be uprooted be uprooted. Whatever needs to be crushed, be crushed. Whatever needs to be removed, be removed. Whatever needs to be consumed, be consumed. And let your people experience true freedom. Thank you, Jesus. That destinies will be unlocked. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. I give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Do you believe in destiny? Some people don't. Some people feel that you just decide what you want to do because you are an intelligent being. You are super intelligent. And I know you are. But you see, destiny is not something you formulate. It is not something you choose. It's something that chooses you. Amen? Yeah, it chooses you. It's something that you don't make up. It's not something that you decide, you wake up and say, okay, I feel this, this is going to be my destiny. And, you know, I think it would be cool if I did this or went this direction or do that. In as much as that is good, but you need to see, you need to understand that your destiny is something you discover. It is not something you make up. It's something that is revealed. Something that is revealed. Okay? Yeah. It's something that is revealed to you. It's something that requires a kind of understanding. It's something that requires the work of the Holy Spirit. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs chapter 20. And let's read verse 5. Proverbs 20 verse 5. It says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. What does that word counsel mean? That word counsel means purpose. If you like, you can say destiny. Somebody say destiny. destiny. Yeah. So, you are born with it. It's hidden inside. It's hidden inside your heart. It's not something you go to. It's something you discover and something you bring out. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's something that comes out of you. It's inside you. Tell, turn to someone and say, it's not on top, it's inside. <laughs> Hallelujah. Stop looking for it. It's not missing. It is not missing. It's right inside your heart. It is right inside your heart. But there is a kind of understanding that is required to bring it out. And that's where the enemy fights people. Let's read it in the Amplified. How does the Amplified put it? The 
a plan, motive, wise counsel. In the deep heart of a man is like water in a deep well. But a man of understanding draws it out. Yeah, it's a plan that God has for you. He says in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. Is that not so? I know the plans. I know the thoughts. The plans that I think toward you. Do you know that God thinks about you? As small as you are. You might think, okay, I'm just a speck of dust in the universe. But God has taken time to think about you. How about that? He has taken time to think about you. And the psalmist says, What is man that you are mindful of him? In other words, what is man that your mind is full of him? You are constantly thinking about him. So he's constantly thinking about you. You don't even think of him constantly. But he constantly thinks about you. And why do you think? What kind of thoughts do you think he's thinking about you? Thoughts of destiny. Hallelujah. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Do you know that God visits you? But many times you don't even know. You don't even know when he has come. Many times. The fact that you don't see him doesn't mean he's not there. He visits. <laughs> Amazing. He's mindful of you. Who am I that you are mindful of me? That you hear me when I call. Amen. Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? You're special. That's why. You remind him of him. Amen? Yeah. So, God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a destiny for you. But there are giants on the way to your destiny. We've dealt with the giants within you. Okay? We've dealt with the giants on your path. But now, on that journey, when you get to the destination, there are giants. When you get there, there are giants. So the giants are saying, come inside, let's see. Who are you to come in? And you are saying, no, that land belongs to me. That territory belongs to me. That realm belongs to me. 
In Genesis chapter 1, in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said something there. He says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Okay? Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Then in 28, he says, Then God made man, God blessed them, okay, sorry, he made them in 27. Then in verse 28, he blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. So part of your destiny has to do with dominion. Turn to someone and say, you were born to rule. Did you know that? Yeah. You are supposed to rule over situations. You are supposed to rule wherever God places you, He expects you to rule because He has made you like Himself. He is a ruler. Now, if you have invited Jesus into your heart, if Jesus has come in, He is not coming there to be ruled. He is coming there to rule. Hallelujah. It's coming there to rule. So, when Jesus comes into your heart, he's coming to rule over giants. He's coming to rule over situations. Not rule over people. Not dominate people. No. There are powers that need to be subdued. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. So if you, if you have noticed from childhood, there are certain things that you just notice in your heart. There are certain, you, there are certain inclinations you have. You just, you just have... You, are, you just have a drive towards certain things. Is there anybody like that? Okay. Oh, you just, there are certain things you just, you just feel compelled that you need to do certain things. You need to get some things done. You remember Moses. <laughs> this guy, I mean, he was born and they hid him in the river and his, his um, Pharaoh's daughter went to the river and she finds him there and she takes him and she nurtures him, raises him as her son. Right? But now when he was of age, one day he saw an Israelite and an Egyptian fighting and he kills the Egyptian. And the Bible says that he had thought that these people will recognize that he was their deliverer. 
So what was happening in Moses was destiny. Do you understand me? It was destiny that was beating in his heart. But he didn't know. He couldn't really, he couldn't really articulate it properly. So, instead of waiting on God, he steps out and he wants to now go and fulfill it in the flesh. So, imagine if Moses had to kill Egyptians one by one. How will he rescue Israel from Egypt? You see, so the giant Moses was dealing with was a giant of ignorance. Lack of understanding. So he had a glimpse, he had knowledge, but he didn't know. Who knows? Maybe when his mother was raising him for Pharaoh's daughter, she was speaking to him and telling him, you are a deliverer. You have a destiny. You are going to save God's people. That's why you are in the palace. That's why you are being raised like this. Who knows what she has been feeding that child with? Who knows what he grew up knowing? He didn't have the understanding. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters. But a man of understanding will draw it out. So, the first giant he needed to deal with was the giant of Lack of understanding. He didn't understand it. He had a glimpse of it. But he didn't understand it. So he went about it the wrong way. Hallelujah. But God was merciful to him. And God took him to the wilderness to give him understanding. And it took 40 years for him to defeat that giant <laughs> of lack of understanding. There are things you need to understand. Don't you, your neighbor, say you need to understand. You need to understand. You need to understand. So there are some people, and I've seen it several times, there are some, some, some people that know, they see, they, 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 they have a glimpse of what God wants them to do, but they lack understanding and they step out wrongly and it backfires. It's like Abraham, God told him, you are destined to be the father of many nations. But lack of understanding. When Hagar said, uh, when Sarah said, Abraham, I don't know how she calls him, A.B., A.B., <laughs> my darling. <laughs> Have you considered Hagar? You know, according to tradition, if, because she belongs to me, if she gives birth, that child also belongs to me. Maybe this is what God is saying. And Abraham didn't say, what is wrong with you? 
Did God tell you that? That's what he said. Okay, let's go and ask God. He didn't. Immediately complied with tradition. The tradition of men. In order to execute or carry out God's destiny. So, lack of understanding produced Ishmael. And now we see it all over the nations today. If only Abraham had said to Sarah, let us seek God. If he had just said, okay, let us fast and pray for two days, for three days, just to ask God. He didn't say that. He just assumed. Assumption is the lowest form of reasoning. Amen. So he just assumed. And now he created a giant <laughs> that has been tormenting the world today. Lack of understanding is dangerous. Okay? It's like arming a terrorist. Armed robbers, they have. They have weapons, they know how to use their weapons, but they don't understand the purpose of the weapon. So when you have knowledge and you lack understanding, it is dangerous. You can misuse it, you will abuse it, and you can use it to destroy what you are supposed to preserve. So, understanding is key to unlocking destiny. And understanding is not something you get from the, from, you know, you, you, don't, you don't just get it from anywhere. You get it from God. It was Miles Monroe that said, if you want to know the purpose of a thing, go and ask the manufacturer. Go and ask the maker. He will give you the right, he will, he will give you the right information. So, you want to know what your destiny is, ask God. I asked God years ago, and he told me, and I didn't go. I would have gone the wrong direction. I was set on going <laughs> that direction. And all the conditions were right. <laughs> all the conditions were right. Favorable conditions does not indicate God's approval. Hallelujah. Favorable conditions does not indicate God's timing. It doesn't indicate God's uh, endorsement. No. Because I had all, everything in place. All I needed to do was to say yes. But God said no. When I went to seek him, he said no. That's not my plan for you. But, but I've had this dream in my heart. Oh, so you can have a dream 
That is not your destiny. Yeah, of course, I did have a dream. But it wasn't my destiny. And I had that dream from the age of five. So I thought that was my destiny. Until I went to ask my maker. He says, no, you're going to preach my word. (laughs) Turn to someone and say, you better ask your maker. Don't assume. Yeah, don't assume. Why? Because we don't even know what put those desires in us. Do you get my point? We don't know where, what put that. For me, I, I, in fact, I think now as I'm talking, I can see when that desire came into my heart. Yeah, I see it. From childhood, we used to live, move, you know, we stay in hotels, go from here to here, you know. Stay in five-star hotels. <laughs> so I used to see pilots come in, you know, with their hostesses. And I look, I say, wow, these guys look so smart. So I started admiring them from there. Yeah, I started admiring them. That's where the desire came in. I'm just getting this here now, now. (laughs) That's when the desire came in. And I continued to nurture it. I nurtured it until it became powerful. (laughs) It became strong. And I was going to pursue it. (laughs) And I was given a scholarship. I was going to do it. Hmm? Yeah. And the MD of the airline said to me, this is our plan for you. But I said, no. You know what? Because I had heard. Glory to God. Our problem is we don't seek God. That's our problem. We don't seek God. We seek advice of, for everybody except God. We listen to everybody apart from God. We listen to circumstances. We look at the conditions. The conditions are right. Everything, all the, you know, the lights, everything is on the right, in the right place. Everything, the right color, everything looks good. I mean, what, what else? So, counsel is in the heart of a man. But my question is, how could I have missed it like that? That I'd even pick that I'm supposed to be ministering God's word. I just thought I love God only. Because I fasted for the first time at the age of seven. With my brother. We're praying, God, use us. Use us, Lord. Use us. But we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know. Now I'm a pastor. He's a pastor. I guess God answered that prayer. Maybe God put that prayer in our hearts. Because sometimes God will put things in your heart. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
So there's personal destiny. There's personal destiny, but then there is family destiny. So I'm talking about personal destiny now. Because as a person, God has, has a plan for your life. Amen? And it's never too late. Tell me someone say it's never too late. Yeah. Moses began at 80. May you not begin at 80. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but if you are starting late, you need extra grace. Somebody say extra grace. Yeah, you need extra grace to finish on time. So, you need extra equipping. You need extra power. You need extra everything. Extra understanding. Extra wisdom. You need it so that you can fulfill it. Hallelujah. My Lord. So, but there are things, there are things that the enemy also uses to stop us. So sometimes the enemy stunts your growth. You are supposed to grow to a particular level, but then he stunts your growth. And you become a midget in the spirit. And that's not your destiny. That is not your destiny. Look at the book of Ephesians. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4. I hope this helps somebody. It says in Ephesians chapter 4, talking about the fivefold ministry and the purpose of the fivefold ministry gifts, right? It says they are there for the equipping of the saints, verse 12, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, huh? to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So, there are giants that will stop you from being conformed to the knowledge, from coming to the knowledge of the Son of God. There are giants that will stop you from coming to the perfect man, which means mature, okay? Then there are giants that will stop you from attaining the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Christ was not a midget. So you are supposed to be like Christ. Your stature in the spirit should be exactly like Jesus. That's part of your destiny in case you don't know. So in whatever space God has called you, you are supposed to carry a particular stature into that space. Yeah, so you should carry the stature of the fullness of Christ into that space. If you are calling to media, you should go into media with the stature of the fullness of Christ. 
Are you following me? If you are called into, into politics, you should carry the stature of the fullness of Christ into politics. If you are called in, into governance, you should carry the stature of the fullness of Christ. If you are called to education, whatever it is, you should carry a, there's a stature you are supposed to carry into that. Now, when you don't grow as you should, you are dwarf in the spirit. You misrepresent him. And you cannot execute the kind of authority. You cannot dominate. Dwarfs don't dominate. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. So, it's time to fight anything that will stop you from maturing. Anything that will stop you from growing. You need to fight it. Sometimes even your desires can stop you from growing. The desires of your flesh can stop you from growing. The desires of your sinful nature can stop you from growing. You need to deal with them. Wake up. And pray. Come on. Wake up. Read your Bible. Witness to people. Reach out. It is good for your growth. Otherwise, you will eat, drink, sleep, go to work, come back, marry, have children. And die. That's not a destiny. Marriage is not a destiny. It's not. It can help, but it is not a destiny. Hallelujah. Some people are frowning now. So don't talk like that. You are married, Pastor. Why are you saying that? Marriage is helping me for my destiny. Amen. Yeah. I thought I was called to be celibate. I thought that was my destiny. I was 100% convinced. But obviously I was wrong. So everything has to be tied to God's plan for your life. The psalmist said, he says that, he says, Behold, I've come in the volume of the books to do your will. It is written of me to do your will. And Jesus came and, 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 and quoted that, that psalm. It was, well, it was said about Jesus. So that means God has a book about you. Now, how many people know that when a book... Uh, those of you that love to read books, when you, when you see a book, there is a beginning and there is an end. Okay? So when the Bible says that the, the, your, your life, huh, the number of your days are written in his book, that means he has already finished everything. 
Do you understand? Yeah. So destiny is determined by God, but the fulfillment is determined by your choices. Yeah. Hebrews 10, 7. Then I said, Behold, I have come in the volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. It is written of you. There is what is written about you in heaven. When you get to heaven, on that day, one of the things that the Bible says in the book of Revelation, when we stand before God, the books will be opened. And we will be judged according to what is written in the book. You know what? It will be judged according to what you have been destined to do. That's it. It's not just about sin and no sin and all of that. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's minor. The serious matter is about destiny. Yeah, that's a serious matter. So that's why you need to pursue destiny. Lord, what would thou have me do? You have gifts, you have talents, you have abilities. All those are supposed to help you to carry out your destiny. But if you go and bury the gift, you will answer one day. If you don't use your gift to serve the kingdom of God, you will answer one day when you stand before him. You tell him, well, I was, I, I was not in the mood. Or, you know, church people, I don't, you know, they, they, I was too busy. Busy? Busy for what? Busy with what? So, so busy you don't have time for his purpose? So busy that the kingdom of God is put behind and your agenda is in front. Hey! May God deliver you. Amen. Whatever you can do, use it to advance his kingdom. Actually, we should have people, we should have a stampede of people trying to do things. Yeah. We should have that. Because they can see, yeah, I can do this, but I have this gift, I have this ability. Don't hide your gift. <laughs> I discovered somebody during the week. But he's not hiding anymore. Amen. <laughs> you will soon see him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Who else is hiding in this place? Who else has a gift that is hiding? Bring it out. Amen. Start using it. I was, I was very surprised years ago. Uh, those of you that are old school, you know. There's a, <laughs> there's a group. They used to be called Bonnie M. How many people know Bonnie M? <laughs> okay, some of you don't know what we're talking about. It's all right. We, we know your age. <laughs> Yeah, so years ago, I met their manager in, in London, you know, and we were sitting down talking, talking. And then I asked him, I said, so what advice do you have for someone who aspires to be a star, a musical star, like the group you are managing? Do you know what he said to me? An Indian man. 
He said to me, go to church and join a choir. <laughs> I was shocked. Now, this man is not a Christian. But he says his advice to people is to go to church, to start from church. You see how the devil works. Go to church after your gift is polished. Then now he can harvest it. Promise you fame and whatever. It's by the end of your life you discover that fame was not your destiny. Fame is what the world told you, what the world sold to you. Yeah, that's what they sold to you. It wasn't what God sold to you. That, that, that's, that was not your destiny. Fame is not a destiny. Tell someone say, fame is not a destiny. Ah, how can we be so deceived? No, it's not a destiny. Your destiny is linked to the kingdom of God. First of all, in fact, your destiny is linked to God. If you read John chapter 13, talking about Jesus, it says that Jesus knew where he came from and he knew that all things had been given to him and he knew where he was going. So destiny has to do with, number one, identifying your source. Somebody say source. Okay, so you have to identify your source. Where did I come from? I remember years, I asked, years ago I asked my mother and she gave me a funny answer. Where did I come from? We saw it in Genesis 1. You came from God. Amen. So source, okay? Then identity. Somebody say Identity. Who do, you, who, who do you look like? You, are, you, you look like your father. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. You are like him. So that has to be settled. And now your destination so if you put it together, you have seed, S-I-D. Source, identity, destination. Hallelujah. So you came from God. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. All right? You came, that's where you came from. You didn't come from a toad or a monkey. Don't believe that lie. There is no monkey in God's image. You are made in God's image. You are made in God's image after his likeness. But now you have to also understand that at the end of everything, you are going back to him. So your source is God. Your identity is God. Your destination is God. So it's all about him. Life is all about God. It's all about him. Unfortunately for some of us, we don't want it to be about God. We want it to be about us. 
So I have bad news for you today. Actually, it's good news, but you might consider it bad. It's all about God. So the reason why you want to know your destiny, you want to walk in your destiny, is because of God. You want to please God. Hallelujah. So the enemy specializes in resisting our destiny. He would do everything to deprive you, to hinder you, to stop you from moving, taking steps. And things that will help your destiny, he fights those things. So I am praying that you will have, you will have the tools, the necessary tools for the fulfillment of your destiny will be released to you. Everything that you need for the fulfillment of your destiny will be released. In the name of Jesus. The understanding you need, the abilities you need, the resources you need, the relationships you need. Come on. Yeah, the relationships you need because destiny, you can't fulfill destiny alone. There are There are things that you need to do in concert when it comes to destiny. Okay? And then there are families, households, that have some peculiar destinies. I'll give you examples. First of all, Adam and Eve, they were a family, right? They were destined for dominion, to rule the earth. That's a family. <laughs> That's a family destiny. So you and I are all a product of that. And that's why when Adam sinned, all of us were considered guilty. Because we have his DNA. And Jesus now came to introduce a new family. Hallelujah. Came to introduce a new family. Ephesians chapter 3. In Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 14. It says, About my knees, hallelujah, to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm? For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes? Let's keep going. From whom the whole family in heaven... And earth is named. God is a family God. Every family came out of God. Just like every individual came out of God, every family came out of God. He is the one from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Hallelujah. So do you think that he doesn't have a plan and a purpose? Why is the devil fighting your family so hard? Why do you think he is fighting? He doesn't want destiny to be fulfilled. That's why he's fighting. That's why he's fighting. That's why he brings all kinds of things to try and derail your family. He's trying to derail them, but we, we are going to cut that off today. In the name of Jesus. 
Yeah. So you have Adam, you know, then you have Jesus brought a new family. He started a new family. But it's a spiritual family. He started a spiritual family. So we are a spiritual family. We're brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. In Christ. That's what the Bible says. We are of the household of God. So that's a family. You know that song? You're my brother, you're my sister. So take me by the hand. Together we will walk until he comes. There's no foe that can defeat us. Come on. Some people know it. Hallelujah. Old school. Glory, glory. So when, when, you, look at, if you, when you look at your family situation, now begin to ask yourself, why? God, what is your plan? What's your plan for my family? Ask him. Pray about it. Don't just assume. The way you discover personal destiny is the same way you discover family destiny. When God called Abraham, he called him and he says, I'm going to make you a great nation. So he was going to start, made Abraham a family first, and then he now made him a nation. And now, God now used him to bless every family on the earth. So God had a destiny for Abraham and his family. And today, we are part of his family. What a blessing. What a blessing. God called David. And God decided... Thank you. Look at that. It says, I will make you great, a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Genesis 12, 2. But notice there, verse 1. God, when God called Abraham, one of the things God said is he said to him, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house. To a land that I'll show you. So God was cutting him off from his biological family. And God was going to start a new family with him. That's destiny. Sometimes God has to cut off in order to make. The reason is because of the level of idolatry was going to overpower Abraham. <laughs> yeah, that's my own understanding. So, God, for God to make him, God has to take him away, take him out of that setting. It's like when God called us to leave our country and to come here. You know, there was a time I started feeling that if I stayed any longer, I would die. It was so serious. I just, I just knew we had to leave. 
But somebody says to me, oh, don't you miss, don't you miss home, don't you miss? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, this is home, this is family. Yeah. It's not a sentimental thing. So I laugh sometimes when some of you can't, can't, uh, you haven't been to Limpopo for, for three months. Then you are, <laughs> you are like, oh. <laughs> what if, now I'm not saying that that is your case, but what if God wants to sever that? Sure. Some destinies are like that. But I hope it's not. <laughs> Amen. I hope it's not. But we have precedent in the Bible. So sometimes God can do that. Because he has seen that this destiny that is beating inside you cannot be fulfilled with this attachment. May God help us. So God told Abraham clearly, without mixing words, get out of, number one, your country, your family. Hmm? Your father's house. He was even specific. Your father's house. Get away. Leave, 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 leave. You don't belong here anymore. My calling upon your life is not compatible with what is here. I'm going to start something fresh, new with you. It's a tough one. But what do you tell God? Remember, destiny is discovered. You don't decide. You discover it. Just forget about the real estate and everything. Leave all of that. Go to a place I'll show you. And I'll start and make you a great nation. One thing I know about God is that he's not sentimental. He just does it. He just he knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants, and he does it. So Abraham had to leave, and then now start a new journey with Sarah. But the giant of barrenness was fighting. How are you going to be a father of nations when you can't? How? That was a giant. That was a giant. So whatever giant that is making you unfruitful is judged this morning in the name of Jesus and release fire upon them to consume them in the name of Jesus. You shall be fruitful. You shall be productive. 
Hallelujah. Don't listen to all these people that are talking that, that are xenophobic and all of that. They don't know God. If they know God, they won't think like that even. Because God is a God of nations. Hallelujah. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. God can relocate and reshape and redo anything. Yeah. Don't be intimidated. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Not if you are born in the land. Then you will eat the good of the land. No. If you are willing and obedient. Listen to me. If your destiny is connected to this nation, you better embrace it. And fight every giant. Embrace it. Earth is the Lord's. The fullness thereof. The landlord of the whole earth has spoken. Let every situation conform. Let them align. In the name of Jesus. Father, I ask for angels of destiny to be released into this house. Right now to begin to reorder things. For God's people, in the name of Jesus, Lord my God, establish your purpose in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be careful who you listen to. There are naysayers on the path of destiny. Turn, turn to someone and say, there are naysayers. Naysayers will tell you, no, this is not for you. No, you can't do this. No, you are not supposed to. No. Meanwhile, God is saying, this is the way. Don't listen to anybody. Do what God has called you to do. Believe what God has said. Believe his word. Believe his promises. Embrace his promises. Without fear or favor. Be bold. Be courageous. Hallelujah. Amen. Years ago, somebody says, no, you can't. When we're talking about taking Midrash, I said, no, if you're a foreigner, you can't take... I said, my friend, are you, are you, do you understand the Bible at all? Have you read your Bible? You don't know what you're talking about. I have more rights here than you. Yes. What are you talking? Yes. I have more rights. That is a lot. Yeah. God doesn't walk like man. God... God Listen, God does not respect man. He has his plan. He has his purpose. There is what you are supposed to contribute. There is what you were born and placed here to contribute, to add. And you listen to somebody else and you withhold that. Don't. Release it. Be the blessing you are supposed to be. Hallelujah. You are supposed to be a blessing. Release that blessing. So, so God can call a whole family to be a particular kind of blessing. I'm telling you. Like Aaron and his, his family. God called the entire family to priesthood. The entire family was a blessing to the nation. That was their destiny. That was their destiny. And then God called David and gave him a dynasty. His entire family. An eternal kingship. My goodness. What are you talking about? Their destinies, their family destinies. 
And I release the destiny of your family right now. In the name of Jesus. Every giant that is contending, fighting against your destiny. And that of your family, I command to be crushed. In the name of Jesus. I release the judgment of God. The fire of God to consume them. In the name of Jesus. Every giant of ancestralism that has kept your family down. And has robbed them of their destiny is broken. In the name of Jesus. I curse them. In the name of Jesus. I paralyze every giant that is working against your family. Right now in the name of Jesus. That spirit that comes to divide. I bind you right now. In the name of Jesus. The spirit that comes to bring confusion and comes to attack relationships. I curse you in the name of Jesus. I bind you in the name of Jesus. Lose your hold over God's people. I free you to enter into your destiny. Your God-given destiny. I usher you into it in the name of Jesus. Break the power. Some of you, the giant that is fighting your destiny, it has to do with poverty. Right now, every spirit of lack, I curse. Right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, your power is broken. I curse you. I bind you. Get out. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of shortness. Shortness that comes to shorten everything. That dwarf spirit is a spirit of shortness. We curse you in the name of Jesus. Get out. You tokoloj spirits. Get out of this place in the name of Jesus. I release the fire, the consuming fire of God upon you. In the name of Jesus. Every witchcraft against your household is judged by fire right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I release the judgment of God over every witchcraft. In the name of Jesus, consume them. I release you. I release your household from every yoke, from every bondage, from every prison. In the name of Jesus, be loose. Be loose right now. In the name of Jesus, let doors open. Every opportunity meant for your family is released right now. I stand in my office as a king and as a priest in God's kingdom. Right now, I release your inheritance. I release your inheritance. The inheritance of your family is released. Your personal inheritance is released. Your inheritance in nations is released. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Every spirit, every power, every arrangement of Satan to hinder you from entering into that which God has for you is judged right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I release the relationships that you need for your destiny. I release them right now into your life. Receive them. Receive them right now. Receive them right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Every tradition that has held you captive, has, has held you captive, has held your family captive, I command to be broken in the name of Jesus. Some giants of tradition have hindered you from taking steps that God wants you to take. Has hindered your family. Now I release the judgment of God upon them. In the name of Jesus. Every curse, every ancestral spirit, every generational curse that is upon your family, your bloodline, right now, by the blood of Jesus, I sanctify your bloodline. Come on, receive it right now. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. Cleansing. Let your bloodline be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Right now, right now, right now. In the name of Jesus. The spirit of insanity is cursed. I curse you in the name of Jesus. The spirit of infirmity that comes to cripple. There's somebody here, it's like people in your family, they tend to die by the age of 16, 69. They die. They don't cross that age. Right now, it's erased. It's canceled. Right now, right now, right now. In the name of Jesus. Command it to be broken. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let doors open. Father, let doors open. Let destiny doors open. Be open for your people. Right now. Right now. Into realms. Into levels. Doors into new levels. Hallelujah. Whatever has stunted your growth, your career growth, your business growth, right now is cursed in the name of Jesus. And release the fullness of Christ over your life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Our time is gone. My God. Oh, Lord. We're going to take, we're going to break bread right now. As we take the communion. Yes, I want you to do it in faith this morning. Do it with understanding, okay? Whatever curse, whatever giant, whatever it is that has fought you, they cannot defeat the blood of Jesus. They cannot defeat the blood of Jesus. Okay? I want you to know that as you partake of this communion today, your story... Is being rewritten. In the name of Jesus. The story of your family is being rewritten. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your inheritance will be released. Doesn't matter where it is. Some of you, you have inheritance in other nations. I release them right now. In the name of Jesus. Your inheritance is not limited to where you are. Hallelujah. The whole earth is the Lord's. Hallelujah. You have inheritance in India. You have inheritance in America. You have an inheritance in, 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 in other African countries. You have inheritance there. Lord, let everything begin to line up. 
to bring, to bring about the fulfillment. The fulfillment of your plan and your purpose for your people. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is meant for them. Doesn't matter where it is, I call it forth. I call it forth right now. I call it forth right now. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is missing in your life, I command to be released right now. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is missing in your life, I command to be released to you right now. In the name of Jesus. I, I release divine justice concerning you. Divine justice concerning you. In the name of Jesus, God will fight for you. God is dispatching his angels of justice to begin to execute the will of God concerning you right now. In the name of Jesus, we break every curse. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We're going to take communion right now. Now, these emblems. The wafer symbolizes the body of Jesus, which was broken for us. The body of Jesus paid the price. Amen? He was beaten. He was wounded. He was wounded for our transgressions. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. Now, if, <clears throat> if any of you have had mental illness, you are free from today. Did you hear me? As you partake of this, you receive your freedom. Receive it. Because when they put the thorn, the crown of thorn on his head and pierced his head, you were released. You were released. Hallelujah. Your mind was released. Your body, the curse. Those of you, there are some of you that have been, the, 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 the giant you have been dealing with is a giant of servitude. The giant of slavery. Right now, I free you from that. In the name of Jesus, I free you from that. As you partake of this, you enter into a new realm. The doors of destiny open to you from today. In the name of Jesus. New opportunities will come your way. Increase will come your way. In the name of Jesus. New relationships, I call forth. Destiny relationships, I call them forth. Right now. Receive them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, we thank you as we partake of this. We trust you. Everything that Jesus paid for is released in the name of Jesus. Let curses be broken as your people partake in the name of Jesus. Let giants fall. Giants fall. Destiny giants begin to crumble. Let them be crushed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. If you are here with your family member, I want you to just maybe just walk to that person, hold hands, and let's just release family destinies.
Now, if you're not here with your family, it's okay. You can do it by faith. Just join with them in the spirit. Connect with them. You know, just tell the Lord, Lord, we join in the spirit right now. Hallelujah. We're gonna, I'm going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for... Father, we thank you. Just say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Thank you for your destiny. Thank you for your destiny. For my life. For my life. For my family. For my family. Right now. Right now. By faith. By faith. I stand. I stand. On the authority of your word. On the authority of your word. We break every hindrance. We bring every hindrance. Everything that limits. Everything that limits. Everything that resists. Everything that resists. Everything that opposes. Everything that opposes. The destiny of our families. The destiny of our families. Is broken right now. It's broken right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command. I command. A release. A release. Release our destiny. Release our destiny. Every spirit. Every spirit. That has stolen. From my family, from my family, I command to be caught. I command to be arrested. And I command sevenfold restoration. Everything the enemy has stolen, everything the enemy has stolen, is restored right now. Is restored right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now let me pray for you, Father. We thank you. I declare and we agree this morning that every family represented here is released from every chain, from every restriction, every embargo that has been placed over your family is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I curse every spirit, household wickedness, I arrest every household wickedness that has been fighting against your family in the name of Jesus. Every witchcraft, every divination, every occultic power, every curse that has been working against your family is broken right now in the name of Jesus. I release your inheritance Everything that you are entitled to is released right now. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name. Yes, Lord God. Amen. 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 This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.